everybody. Welcome to the Bag and Boardcast, episode number 260. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out May 13th, 2015. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it is a John baby. With all the comic book deaths and rebirths that are happening right now, uh, he wanted us to tackle that. And then Paul came up with the title for it, so we're calling this the uh, Reboot Right in the Butt. Reboot Right in the Butt. Which Paul thinks is hilarious. <laughs> and then after he said that, and I started writing it down, he was like, no, we'll, ch- we'll change it to something else. I was like, nope. What about Reboot Right in the Back? Not as good nope. as in the butt. Reboot Right in the Butt. Uh... But we start out all our shows drinking, and Chris, what do you have in front of you? Well, for me, I have a sampler pack from Shorts Brewing. This is in Elk River, Michigan. And this is four beers in here that you can only get right now in the sampler pack, so I figured that's a good place to start. And um, what I got here is their Dr. Zeus. This is an English-style IPA brewed exclusively with Zeus hops, Mm. which I didn't know Zeus hops were a thing. It's not a like strain or type that I ever heard of before. Um, definitely tastes like an English-style IPA. It's a little bit wheaty. Um, a dry hop on it, not so much like that citrusy sweet that I normally like from an IPA. It's not bad. It's not something I would order. This is almost like a mouthful of grass clippings Ooh. with an IPA. Wow. That's So I think Paul might like it. <laughs> I like grass clippings. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I don't know. It's not bad, but uh, I tried a couple of the other ones from this box the other night when I actually cracked it open because there's three of each in there. So I was like, oh, you know what? I can have one. Lex can have one. That can have a backup for the actual show. And this is the one that uh, we didn't try yet, so I figured I would start with it. And It's all uphill or downhill from here. Whatever way is better. <laughs> All right, with the grass clipping beer. And uh, Paul and I have opened up a beer. This is from friend of the show, Greg. He's a friend of ours. He's a listener. Mm-hmm. And he's a friend of the show. He's not a super friend of the show. He's not, because he hasn't been on the show. That is true. Uh, just Do not episodes beer. count as being on the show? I don't think he was on a not episode. Yeah, but I'm just thinking for purposes of you know title um i don't know we'll have to discuss that off oh, mic yeah. okay yeah we'll, we'll, we'll create that legislative <laughs> we'll, we'll submit that legislative. okay uh but this uh, is a uh red ale it was his first time home brewing it's a uh, very light in flavor i get a little banana e on the end it's kind of a nice summer drinking beer because mm-hmm. it goes down real smooth um but look for that banana i couldn't point out what that taste was, I was at the yeah. end. Uh, yeah, it's got a fruity, floral, light flavor to yeah. it. It's it's nice. It's not a, quite a pale. No. But it's got a nice bit of hop on it. And I think that's where I'm getting that, um, that you know, kind of herbal-y thing. Is, I think that's from the hop. Because uh, I know I don't think he brewed a Belgian. No. Nope. You know? it, it was a red ale. The red ale, so... But it's, uh, Did he drop some runts in there? <laughs> Maybe. Knowing Greg, he probably had a baby in one arm and was brewing with the other and threw some runts in there. He wouldn't throw his baby in there. <laughs> ah! Oh, Paul, you devil. I know. 
I don't know. I, I've never gone this way before, but as soon as you said banana e, I just thought like, oh, maybe he had some banana runs left over that, you know, his least favorite one. So we just decided, I'll oh, throw him in. It's kind of that Weissy, like summer, mm-hmm. almost Germany beer that has that little bit of banana to it. Um, it's good. It's it's probably not exactly what he intended, but that's what I'm kind of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Greg. Yeah, thank you so much. It's it's nice. I got two more of these in my basement, and I will enjoy them after mowing the lawn. I have two in my fridge, only because producer Scott grabbed one and drank it. Ah, <laughs> good old Scott. Good old Scott from over at WNYBrews.com. And if you want to listen to more beer talk, you can do that over at uh, their website. But stick around for the rest of our beer talk, because, come on, yeah, cause what's beer without geeks? We're only on one of their, his episodes. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Just on one. Just on one. One's all you need. Uh, but getting into some geek news, uh, hey, do we like watching comic book TV shows? I love it. All right. Well, you're in luck because S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for a third season. Yeah, I've read that hey. in Forbes, actually. <laughs> I saw that, too. And Agent Carter uh going to be picked up for a second season. I'm, hey. I'm kind of hoping it's still that mid-season break with mm-hmm. it. I don't think, uh, as much as I enjoyed Agent Carter, I don't need a full series of Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. I agree. I really enjoyed Agent Carter, but those six episodes were enough for me it's, it's something i like visiting i wouldn't want to stay there um agents of shield i think they can do a lot more with it since they have the whole marvel universe to play with uh so i'm definitely looking forward to season three of that and they're keeping uh mockingbird and her ex-husband uh on the main show they're not branching off and doing a spin-off show as oh. was discussed which i'm I was kind of looking forward to that when that was the news last week, that, like, oh, like, another spinoff. I, I don't want them to spread everything too thin. Yeah. Like, have that stuff be the B-plot to, you know, season three. Yeah. You know, and just focus all of your talent on one show instead of trying to spread them too thin. Did you read the article in Forbes, or did you just see it? Uh, I read most of it. Yeah. Because what I saw is they were saying, like, why branch off these characters when mm-hmm. they're a hit on this show? But I, that was my thought of like, well, those are the characters you spin out of a show, the ones that are the hit. Well, the thing is, yeah. they what they were saying, uh, what I took from the article is that, you know, honestly, for ABC, it's it's not as big as like a Modern Family or something like that. It's it's getting solid ratings, but not over the top ratings. Like it wouldn't break a pro- if they couldn't get this out to syndication this show would not be breaking a profit. Like, just because the amount of effects and everything else that's going into it, and with the, you know, getting the guest stars onto the show, you know, from the movies, it's it costs them a lot of, it costs ABC slash Disney a lot of money to do this. But luckily, once they get 88 uh, episodes in, they can bundle it all together and get it out to syndication. Netflix well, I wouldn't already... be surprised if they don't throw Agent Carter in there eventually, too. Like, have mm-hmm. that be... Like Agents of Shield season like two point five, right, right. Like have that be a half season so they can actually have that in there as an arc almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to kind of pad those numbers a little bit. Bunch it, bunch it in with that syndication numbers. Yeah, with that, you know, with whatever contract they can sign. And they're saying that you know that Netflix deal that they got off right off the bat with their Netflix, you know, paying for exclusive rights for season one, you know, to show it, you know, really helped 
kind of make up some of that gap in revenue. Um, because with the amount that they're able to sell for TV ads, you know, this show might not be doing, you know, might not be getting a season three. But right now they're at that break point where like, no, no, it, we have to do at least season three so we can actually make a profit on the syndication deals. It, it's a great looking show. I mean, you can definitely tell it has that production value. And I'm looking forward to season three. Um, Lexi and I are watching season two right now. I've, I've stayed current on it. She's just getting into it. And I kind of hate the fact that they don't have all the episodes available on Hulu. So I'm actually buying them off of iTunes so we Oof. can watch, you know, one every couple days or so. Mm-hmm. And I wish they had all of Agent Carter up on Hulu, but they don't. They only have like episode, I think four through eight or episodes five through eight. Which I think kind of hurts that. If you had the oh, whole season yeah. on there, you would probably have more people watching it because you can start from the beginning, you can watch to the end. Mm-hmm. And you compare that to something like Gallivant, which was announced that it was going to be getting a season two, where they have that entire first season available for you to watch on Hulu. No, do they? Because yeah. the last time when I got home after you know our Michigan trip, check out episode. Uh, Number blah blah blah, Michigan. I think uh, it was two fifty five, two fifty four. Uh, for one, John and I were in Michigan and we watched all of Gallivant with you, Chris. And uh, I I was only able to get the uh, the like from comic relief up to the end, like hmm. episode one and one, two, and three were not on, on there. Interesting. I gotta hmm. double check that because last time I looked, they still had them. Well, this was on the smartphone, so I don't know if, you know, okay. that's different, you know, from Hulu proper online. And, but that, and that's what, one of the shows I was looking forward to, um, what, and what, I completely missed it, actually, when it started airing. But after I saw that they had it all on Hulu, I binge-watched it, and then I watched it again with you guys. And if Agent Carter was all available, we probably would have watched that by now. So okay. Lexi could have been caught up on that, because I think she would really dig that show. Okay, so on Hulu Plus, you can get the full season of Gallivant. Hulu Standard, you can only start with Comedy Gold, Episode okay. 4 on. So, See, I, I do everything off of my Xbox, so we have Hulu Plus. Hulu, yeah, so that makes sense. And uh, what what do best friends do between constantly drinking? Uh, sit, sure, sure. Sit in their pajamas and watch... <laughs> Galavant, uh, episode after episode, and then go, oh, we should probably get uh, cleaned up and go to another brewery. Uh, that was a really fun yeah. uh, way to, to spend time with each other. And, and also wake up. And, and yeah, wake up. Was, that was what we did when we would wake up in the morning, like knock out two episodes and then... Uh, but ridiculous that after that final episode, I was like, I cannot wait till season two. Like, I am so looking forward to the buddy <laughs> trip between Galavant and the King. It's just going to be, I think, so much fun. Like, I really enjoyed that for a season. Mm-hmm. So I can't I wait for I'm, season two. I was so glad to see that season two is coming out. I, I'm glad it's coming back, but uh, something that probably won't be unless someone decides to pony up and grab the rights for it is Constantine. Yep. Canceled. Canceled. Uh, heard yesterday, right? Or two days? Uh, Friday. Oh, Friday. So two days ago. Uh, was it, uh, you know, tweeted by the showrunner? Showrunner, right? yep. Uh, that, that they were not going to be coming back on NBC. 
Uh-huh. But yeah, with the way the uh, cancellation work is, the rights are out there. Uh, Warner Brothers is okay with someone else grabbing it, and hashtag Save Constantine is actually a big thing. No other like, uh, TV show from this past year has had the amount of social media presence that Constantine's had because fans of it have been just plugging away at trying to get people to watch it or keep it around. And the showrunners and, and producers have been telling people to do it. Um, and some some of those fans or people that want to keep it around are some people with a little bit of clout and star power. Six. I just have to say, save Constantine, 16 characters of 140 character uh, tweet. So that's a lot for a... I'm, I'm a kind of... Like, I'm an old fogey, I guess, when it comes to hashtagging. It should be short and sweet. But they, that Save Constantly was to be tweeted out for NBC executives to see. Right. That, that's their point. And the producers were saying, tweet it out. They see this. Mm-hmm. It means something to them. The other thing that you can do, all the episodes are up on Hulu. The episodes are there. If they see that people are watching them and mm-hmm. watch, you know, if you need to buy the episodes on Google, do whatever you can, they notice that. Those are things that are going to help yeah. with saving this show. And then, as Chris was saying, uh, Stephen Emmel from Arrow is one of the first people to come up and say, whatever, whoever media picks this up, Netflix, another TV channel, anything, like, I am there. Like, I will guest star on that show. You pick it up, boom, you got me. And then, Chris, who else did you say? Uh, uh, it's another actor. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, William... Shatner? Shatner. Oh, but yeah. Shatner. William Shatner, uh, also jumping on board the Save Constantine bandwagon, uh, also throwing his power behind it. If someone mm-hmm. grabs it, he will do a guest appearance. Just in case and anybody misunderstands, we love William Shatner. We do. It yeah. It's just us playing like, mm-hmm. who's this guy? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and at this point, with how the, how well they've been doing it, everything, I'm surprised the CW hasn't been like, all right, you know what? Let, let's bring it over. If they could have a comic book show every night of the week, I think that would work, especially when they get to those big crossovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I loved more about the Stephen Amell, uh, you know, quote there isn't just so, you know, saving Constantine. It's that, hey, with Supergirl coming over at, uh, CBS, it does not matter what station it's on. Even, he even mentioned Gotham, you know, all these shows are doing well. Um, and that's why he was surprised that Constantine got canceled because he's like, it's a great show. But he, they talk, the stars of these shows talk to Warner Brothers about guest starring. Not NBC, not the CW, not CBS. It's Warner Brothers that does this whole TV universe, the TV universe. So, uh, while the movie universe is completely separate, we can do a huge interconnected storyline. Yeah. Between all the TVs, which is really cool. And if, you know, the Flash is anything to go with and they're going to do a huge crisis, I want a lot of <laughs> DC television shows to be out there right. and I want them to uh, all be interconnected for the crisis at least, you know? Um, right off the bat, we're getting one that's going to be connected into Arrow and Flash. This is something that's been talked about for a while now, but we have the official title for it and it's been picked up for a series. It's. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and this is the big, uh, like, all-star team-up series coming out on the CW. All right. 
I was uh when I first saw the title, I'm like, wait, when did Legions of Superheroes get like, a new television show? I didn't even know that was a thing. Was that being shopped around? How did I miss this? And then I clicked on it and oh, that's the title for the Brave and the Bold television series that we've been talking about. I'm like, yeah. okay. It's not the greatest title. No. It may I, I seriously thought it was a Legion. <laughs> I thought it was a Legion Legion of the twenty first century or whatever. <laughs> 31st century. Uh, what I think is cool about this is it's going to be Rip Hunter coming from the future. seeing something, So it is a Legion show. Okay. Uh, well. Coming from the future, saying, seeing that it's something terrible, this great evil uh, has come here to Earth, comes back in time to pull in this team of heroes and villains to then stop this force and you're going to have hawk girl you're going to have the atom you're going to have captain right, there's, cole there's something we need here and that's the music going in the background heat wave and the actress who formerly played black canary hmm. which people are like oh how are they going to do that she's dead uh, he's a uh, freaking he's a, time machine. He's a time, he's a time traveler. I was, I was like, are people fucking retarded? He's a time traveler. Paul, I, I know, know, I know that you don't like that word, but people are like, how is he gonna do it? I already said he's coming from the future to the past. <laughs> they said that first sentence. You're dumb. No, yeah, insult them. Yeah, no, they're dumb. <laughs> yeah, they are dumb. Yeah, they are the dumbest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe he can swing by and pick up John Constantine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Oh, what a great, what a great show idea. But you're, you're welcome. Saves him, saves him from cancellation. There's all those times where before she came back to the city, she left the city for a while, and then all of a sudden shows back up in Starling. Mm-hmm. Then she disappears again. Then she comes back. Then she dies. Hello. Any of those moments that she disappears are times that Rip Hunter could be like. Come here, I need your help. Like, hey, you. No wonder she dies. She just follows strangers into weird time machines and or vans. Yeah, exactly. So Uh, they can bring that character anytime over. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Not not fitting into the whole, like, superhero universe TV shows, but uh, iZombie also now is coming back for season two. Yes. Which is, it's a fun show. It's it's got its charms. Do the older one first. That's the younger one. Oh, do the older one first. All right. Sorry, we're we're choosing what beer to open next. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. while you're choosing that, let me uh, well, go grab my next beer, because do we have any other news that we're fitting to talk about? Uh, Martin Freeman being cast in Captain America Civil War. Wait a second. The same Martin Freeman that's in the Geek Love BBC show, Sherlock. With Doctor Strange, yes. The same Martin Freeman that's Bilbo Baggins in those movies I'll never watch again. Yeah, with Doctor Strange. <laughs> and he's going to be in what TV show now? Not TV show, the movie, Captain, movie. America, Captain America Civil War. And- which, uh, from all the other casting news and saying what characters are going to be in there, sounds like it's Avengers 2.5. Yeah, it really does sound yeah. like they are bringing back everybody, plus Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Paul Rudd's going to be in there. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they haven't announced who he's going to be playing, but I can see him being, like, some sort of government official that's working on the Superhero uh, Registration Act. Um, from what I've read and seen, he's not playing a superhero, but he is playing a known character in the DC, or the, the Marvel Universe. So he might not be, you know, Captain Britain, 
but mm-hmm. he's going to be somebody that we should know. Hmm. John Constantine. John Constantine. Oh, who plays uh? Who plays Doctor Strange's butler? Who's uh, like his name is like Wong? <laughs> yeah, Wong. Somebody else told me the same thing. Like <laughs> I think he's going to play Wong. Why not? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I hear he's gonna be. No, but they want to make. He's him Robert work. Redford's like son. Oh, that'd be good. I just made that up. Because uh, you know he's trying to make up for the the, the mistakes of the other uh, senator. You know the senator. Paul yeah. just wants to see a movie with the two of them fly fishing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if there's some sort of a river, shield, a shield runs through it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything done. else that's happening that people are interested in is just told in like news stories in the background that they turn mm-hmm. off. Yeah, they're listening to it on talks. the radio and then they have a heart-to-heart. Oh, that'd be a beautifully... You know, on HD and IMAX, that would be a beautiful movie. Oh, <laughs> Robert Redford's face. <laughs> Why does that man's face look like a catcher's mitt? I don't know, son. Uh, <laughs> because he's lived a hard life and made the hard choices to join Hydra. Cut off that head, another wrinkled head it grows back. A wrinklier head. <laughs> but he still has that strawberry blonde hair. That's one of my favorite moments of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the first season. Is, you know, how that one guy keeps on getting all the, like, quotes wrong. And, Nick, and then Nick Fury shows up and he's like, Wait, don't tell me you just did this because you misheard what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I slightly remember, remember that. Yeah. So good. Uh, but what we also did not remember was Is the other part of the news with Nintendo Land being oh, announced with oh, Universal yeah, City that. Studios. I won't talk about the beer yet then. Go for it, Paul. Chris, have you poured your beer? Are you ready to discuss? Uh, I did. I haven't had a chance to try it yet though. How, how excited you are for this new park? He's waiting for you. Re- he's, he's waiting for you to take a sip of your beer. He's going to tell you the news and then you got to spit the beer out. Nintendo has uh, announced Thank they're you, working with Universal Studios to create a Nintendo Land. Uh, this will feature all the great characters from Nintendo and uh, rides and amusements based on the park. Cool. Uh, still in the initial talk, so I don't know how much has been decided. Question. Yes. Uh, the ra- the rides they're going to create, are they going to be like, like old technology that mm-hmm. nobody's really going to b- bother with? No, no, no. These will be new rides. New rides. Because, you know what? Nintendo won't be making the rides. They'll just have creative, like... <laughs> They're just going to have, like, Link and like, Mario oh, on the side. take that ride and then put Mario in it. Exactly. They're going to... It's just... One of the rides is just somebody, like, throwing bricks at you. <laughs> well, I was going to say, they need to have a Mario Kart ride where someone can just, like, oh, throw yeah. shells or Mario, at Yeah. That'd be fun. Uh, so Universal currently has theme parks in Los Angeles, Orlando... Osaka in Japan, and also one in Singapore, with new uh, parks on the way in Moscow and Beijing. Um, there isn't really much out on the partnership, but uh, basically it's going to be uh, Mario, Pikachu, Yoshi kind of characters running around those parts of the park, and uh, themed rides. Uh, basically, it's all up in the air. We don't know what exactly, but man, if they could put more video... I love the one ride uh, over at Disney, which is basically the... Uh, Midway? What is it called? Toy oh, Story. Toy Story with Midway Mania. Where they mash up video games and a amusement park ride. And if they did that all for that Nintendo Land, where it's all mash up of video game plus 
Metroid ride would be, be a super cool like ride video game kind yeah, of a thing. I don't know because you would always go back to the beginning and then start up again. Ooh. Because you know you get a new power and then you could go a little further and then back to the beginning and then. The big thing about this is everyone's talking like, okay, well, it makes sense in Islands of Adventure because you can have the space to put a bunch of different properties in one section of the park mm-hmm. and it could still work. And I'm just trying to think just with what I know of Universal Orlando's Islands of Adventures, what can they take out and still have it make sense? Because that cartoon area well, that makes the Dr. Seuss one or no, no, not Seussical because that's still themed pretty well. I'm talking about the just the, all the, the cartoon where it's oh we kind of got a Popeye kind of not really themed ride, <laughs> and then you know where the theming is just kind of a hodgepodge of stuff. Anyways, just if they were to take out one thing in that park and like really reskin it and retheme it. In Orlando Park, in the Orlando's Park, I think it's the cartoon, quote unquote, cartoon area. But then they got the Simpsons area over in the standard Universal Universal Studios. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll if they have you know this. We don't even know what park it is in yet. It could be yeah. in their Los Angeles Park or or the or Japanese. Osaka Japan. <laughs> you know, maybe it'll just be a Japanese park only kind of thing and. But uh, I, I think if I they get the right, putting this in one park to start, mm-hmm. and then having them branch it over, move it into almost, and maybe yeah, when, just... maybe if and when Universal loses the rights to Marvel, they move it over to the Orlando park. You know? Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like they're doing anything more with that Marvel world to make it. Well, they don't. Well, uh, with the terms of the deal, they really can't add anything to it mm-hmm. now. They're oh. basically stuck with what they have, and they need to keep and maintain it because Disney has not really control over it, but they have the ability to go in and say, like, oh, this isn't done to, like, standards, pull it. We're pulling it. Right. So while they can't add anything to it, they have to at least maintain it. And if they don't, they're losing a whole, like, one-fifth of their theme park. Right. But the one of the crazy things that I've looked into uh, Disney actually will invest in Orlando Studios to keep it running so that way Disney doesn't become doesn't get a monopoly share of theme parks which is kind of crazy to me Uh, because back when Universal first was going to go under Disney actually helped bring it back in order so that there was competition so nobody could claim uh, Disney was having a monopoly over theme parks. I, I don't think they're too worried about that anymore. I mean, Universal's doing quite well ever since they brought in uh, Wizarding World of Harry mm-hmm. Potter. And I mean, there's still SeaWorld, which isn't doing fantastic, but people are still going. And then you have the uh, Anheuser-Busch theme park there. I forget yeah. the name of it. Busch Gardens. Busch Gardens. Um, then there's like a couple other like smaller regional ones. I think there's a Legoland and shit, but there's the Legoland, yep. But which I would like to go to. Yeah, I'd probably like to check it out. You know, I, I think I don't even can, know what it's about except that it's called Legoland. It's Legoland. You can build a good time there. Hmm. You can build memories. And I, I think that comic strip land would be probably yeah. the first to go because I, I can't. We want walked like right through it. We went on the. The Popeye ride, which was actually like really good. It was only to rinse off my shirt. 
Yeah. But they're not going to pull Jurassic Park out with Jurassic World mm-hmm. coming in. And they're actually building a uh, just announced King Kong attraction kind of on the tail end of that. Because it still fits into like that jungle okay. giant animal theme. But they're not they're not going to touch Marvel because that's that's another marquee section of the park. Mm-hmm. There's that weird part at the beginning where they don't have anything. <laughs> like right after you pass through the midway, and then there's the Dr. Seuss land before you get to Harry Potter. Oh, the, uh, the like the Legend of the Hidden Temple, but not Legends of the Hidden yeah, Temple right. area? Yeah, like the Sinbad stunt show mm-hmm. and nothing else really. Yeah. You do something there, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if they have the space to add, like, a, a rider or anything. Yeah, but, you know, next week I'm definitely not buying a ticket to Universal Studios until we learn more about this Nintendo Land. But I will buy a new comic book. Oh, yeah? Well, will you be how about drinking? A, how about a new beer first? Will you be drinking when you read that comic book? More than likely, because it's the only way that I get through some of these comic books. Ooh. Uh, and this is Founder's Breakfast Stout, a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. That was brewed on 11-8-2012. Nice. We thought this was from uh, just last year. And then uh, John like read the actual uh, bottle nice. date. Nicely stamped on the bottle. I said, oh, this is 2012. I'm like, this is really good still. This is a 8.3% beer, so it should hold up in cellaring. Uh, for some reason, where'd that vanilla come from? Do you get that vanilla? Really? Yeah. I get a little sweetness to it. I, I'm not going to call it vanilla, but it, it it has a rich... I mean more chocolate, more coffee. I get more, vanilla. I get earthy tones, man. I don't get... Uh, I'm not getting vanilla. I think what you're calling earthy, I'm calling vanilla. Yeah, I think so. But it's kind of like it's, right now, vanilla on my tongue. Nobody should have a bottle of this still. <laughs> There's no reason anybody no. would age this this long. It's... Us putting it in a box and being like, oh, we'll drink this and a KBS together to uh, show the difference. And then we then we had a KBS and we're like, why the hell would we ever compare this to anything? KBS is, is awesome. Yeah. I like, think we put it into age and then it just got – we had a box just full of founder beers to age. Mm-hmm. And this just got lost in the shuffle. Um, I think probably – I think we kept on pulling it out and being like, no, that's that's just from a year ago. Yeah, it's no, like, yeah, it's we'll just drink. a breakfast out. Oh, we'll just drink it. it soon. Yeah, we'll drink, it, drink it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, no, it's silly that we still have it. It's it's still good. It's not great. <laughs> it's enjoyable. And then knowing that it's almost four years old, uh, pretty crazy, but enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It's don't just uh, pop open a if you do find for some stupid reason that you have a breakfast out. Somewhere in your house, don't just drain pour it. You know, take a sip first. It's it might be good still. I love it fresh. Yeah, you drink it now. It's not it's not any better now than it is when you buy it fresh. We should definitely try one though after a year. Have we done that? We tried. I think so. You know what happens? We're like, oh, we got so much other to drink. We drink it, or we forget to drink it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Chris, what have you not forgotten to drink? Uh, well, if you want to talk about drain pour beers, this is the Shorts <laughs> Happy Jack. This is a Scottish-style ale brewed with ginger and smoked malt. I totally understand why you uh, picked this up. It has it's, ginger that you love. 
I do. And a smokiness? That sounds amazing. Why is this not amazing? It has a like just really light, watery mouthfeel. Um. You get that ginger at the beginning, but then it's just like the smoke rolls in. And then as soon as you finish swallowing, it's all gone. Have you tried aging it for three years? <laughs> I haven't yet. I Ooh. still have two bottles of it, but... Have you run into Rip Hunter? Can he take I, I your bottle and then bring it back to you? Can he? Can he? you age it and then he bring it back to you? Guys, did you read... Uh, talking about uh, changing the flavor of beer. Physics. Physics? The uh, Change the flavor of beer with uh, ultrasonic waves? No. No. Uh, physics spelled like fizz. F-I-Z-Z. I see. S. It's a new device that's coming out on the market. Uh, I don't know when, but it supposedly, you know, helps um, make beer like taste better. I, I I don't understand it. It's 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 almost like a, a nitrous pour, but mm. but sound waves. But with sound waves, so it helps you know froth up the beer. I guess. I'm no. sorry, Chris. It just what? No, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Maybe it's, you should have brought that up. Your beer's going to constantly be trying to overthrow me. It's on Indiegogo that. right now, and it's uh, Elevate store-bought beer into expert draft-quality beer. So it's supposed to take a bottled beer and actually make it tastely pour it through, and then you basically re-pour it. You put it in this contraption, and you re-pour it, and it basically makes your bottled beer taste like it's a drought. So it's like an aerator almost? Yeah, but it uses... they have those for wines. Is it basically like the same idea then? Uh, but some sort of... Somehow it uses some fluid and gas technology... To physics, cre- though. ...to create an ultra-dense, yes, long-lasting foam head. Did you say gas? It uses gas? It uses I... fluid and gas technology to create an ultra-dense, long-lasting... I'm reading off their Indiegogo page right now. Highly complex, scientifically engineered using patent-pending fluid and gas technology to create an ultra-dense, long-lasting... I thought there was ultrasounds in here. Well, uh, so I can try to make my beer taste better, but I also can, like, blow my hand off with the gas. (laughs) There's gas. You said gas. Not gasoline, but gas is in, like... Oh, I was thinking gasoline. No. Why did I just read that? I don't don't know. know. What what was I doing? Three, Three phases of matter, John. It just sounded like it ran on gas, and I was like, oh, gasoline? That's so it's, weird. It's universal, John. It's compatible with all standard-sized cans and or bottles and requires no expensive consumables Look, or proprietary cans or accessories. It looks like uh, kind of like a Keurig, but like it, if... It looks like one of those things that you carbonate your own water. Yeah, like a soda stream. Yeah, it looks like a soda stream slash Keurig. Mm-hmm. And you just put your beer in it, and it just fizzes it up more for you. I don't know how I... I, I think it's just something for dummies. It, I thought there was Paul, something about ultrasounds. but wanted to really use sound waves? I, I did want it to use sound waves, but it does not. I guess it does not use sound waves. No, you just but put yes, your bottle I, in. I would and, gladly run this beer through it to use physics. To see if it tastes any better. I'm still drinking it just because I poured it, so I might as well finish it while I'm sitting here talking. Paul's now, like, every time he sit, takes a sip of his drink, he's going to hum into his beer to try to use sound waves to make it better. No, I was actually going to take the set out. And into it. I was going to take this cassette here the, that I have here and then uh, just play it with it like a Rubik's Cube until it became a robot and then have it. Uh, we well, talking about robots. Are there any robots in the books you're looking forward to this week? Paul, 
13. I almost said 13, sorry. Paul. I'm sh- well, there might be the vision in this vision? book? The visions in your robot? Or, I'm sorry, a vision. A vision. Because there might be multiple visions mm. and multiple other types of robots in this book. Uh, this is uh, Secret Wars number two. Number two. Uh, written by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, art by Isab Ribic. So, come on, guys. Get on board with this. Uh, this is the mega crossover from Marvel, and we'll be talking more about this, I'm sure, in our... What are we calling it again? Reboot in the butt? Reboot in the butt. Reboot right in the butt. Uh, which is also... You, you, you named it, Paul. I don't know why you didn't remember it. Title, title of the main topic and the episode, right? A lot of, a lot of me is just, uh, what is it called? Uh, stream of consciousness. In the butt. (laughs) Stream of consciousness. It just flows. There's no filter. There's no nothing. What's fun now is like the, uh, uh, fortune cookie game where it's like you read the fortune cookie and you say like in bed after it. (laughs) Everything with you now is just like in the, in the butt. Right in the butt. Except I hate that stuff. Well, I'm using, sorry, I'm using well, sound waves. <laughs> I'm using sound waves to flavor up my beer in my butt. <laughs> it's horrible, John. Paul, it's what horrible. book are you looking forward to? I'm I... looking forward to uh, Secret Wars number two. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I zoned out. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's uh, it was a long way to get there. It wasn't. No, I think you're you talking about right. robots and. Well, you brought me to the robots. My eyes glazed over. I'm sorry. I was the one talking one. shit about computers. I don't have to listen. <laughs> John, how about you? Uh, I am looking forward to a new number one over at Dark Horse Comics. This is Harrow County. Um, this is written by Colin Bunn, art by Tyler Crook. And this is a southern gothic fairy tale. A young woman turning 18 uh, whose house is surrounded by ghosts, goblins, zombies, all this different supernatural finds out on her birthday that she is tethered to these creatures in some way. Uh, I'm a fan of Cullen Bunn. I've been checking out all his different stuff. I don't know how this guy finds time to write all this stuff with working with uh, DC and Marvel and has three to five indie books coming out for purchase. All at the same time? Is he also a lawyer by day? I don't I don't know. <laughs> I need to look at that. Charles, Charles Soule. He can't be still a lawyer at this point. He can't. He can't be. He's writing way too much. As long as you passed your bar, I don't see why he can't just say he's a lawyer, even if he's just working on, like... His own contracts? He just, yeah, works on his own <laughs> contracts, and that's all he does. Uh, but no, looking forward to. Definitely something I want to check out. Oh. You know who we need to do to do all our copywriting for these episodes? Charles Soule. Charles Soule. There you go. We need to hire him. Hire him. He, he should be our legal department. Legal department. Charles Soule. Get on top of that, Paul. <laughs> Chris. Paul, you can do it. Talk, talk to him about comic books and shit. <laughs> I'll first daze him with my computer talk. Then when he's asleep, I'll make him sign our contract. <laughs> uh, he'll know how to get out of that. It's true. He's a lawyer by day. But there's no getting out of this, Chris. What book are you looking forward to this uh, week? I am looking forward to the one book that I am buying, and it's going to be Convergence number six from over at DC Comics. Uh, with my pending move to Florida coming up, I have a uh, limited budget, so I'm not picking up any of the other 
conversions to spin-off stuff anymore because it's just not really worth mm-hmm. worth reading it. Even the stuff that I like that wasn't terrible, it's just hard <laughs> to justify that three or four bucks on a book that doesn't really matter uh, for what is like the beef stock of the comic books. I can understand that because I picked up number two of the question. Mm-hmm. It was an enjoyable read. I liked it, but it kind of was a stupid ending. Yeah. See, I, I, I read that one. I read the uh, Nightwing Oracle one, and they're not bad, but it's well, just... There's no no uh, tug at the heartstrings with you guys with this might be the last time you get to read these characters? No, because Honestly, didn't it, you see it, that Grayson's coming back? Oh. No. Well, if anything, it may be just kind of be like, eh. Well, these versions of these characters. Well, maybe if they had been better written or better drawn, like, I'd be lamenting them, but the question one was good, but the question is a book that I dropped off of. Even when it was the backup, um. For Detective. I don't even remember what what book it was. Detective Comics. Detective Comics. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't buying Detective Comics to read the question, so. Hmm. It's one of those like, eh. I, I'll miss it because I'm not buying that book, but the other stuff like Speed Force, while I liked it, if like, you know, there was that Wally West book coming out still monthly, I'd probably have to like drop it for the time being anyways. Well, with that, with, with Speed Force, it seems more of like they're going through and battling the other worlds and everything. And it seems much more tied into the convergence versus the question which seemed like, no, this is the swan song for this character. Yeah, question was more definitely like taking place in that world, but not dealing with what was happening. Mm-hmm. While this is Renee's and Oracle was mm-hmm. and same thing with Speed Force. Yeah. Especially like with Blue Beetle, you have the other question mm-hmm. book, which is interesting that both question books I really enjoyed out of Convergence. But no, I, I can understand that. It's always, it's easy to tighten up your comic book buying when you don't need to buy this. It isn't something mm-hmm. that you regularly buy. It's not pushing forward any other books for you. Uh, so it's totally understandable. And mm-hmm. my, my book's kind of coming at a good time for me because there's a lot of not regular books coming out. So it's easy to say like, okay, well I can just pick up kind of the core stuff at this time because I, guess- I don't have like 12 monthlies coming out. And I can, yeah, you can save like 19 bucks a week with, Oh, I'm just going to buy these because they're characters I enjoy where you bought that first issue. And it's like, I don't need to. Yeah. And I'm really surprised you got that Nightwing number two. Oh, Nightwing. The Nightwing Oracle. (laughs) It is Nightwing though. So, yeah, it's understand, and sometimes you love characters, and you don't want to see them die. You don't want to see them go away. But you know, this comic book industry—it's a fickle mistress, and it was—it's going to reboot you right in the butt. Right in the butt. Uh, this we'll, is. This is. We'll, we'll get. We'll get to the reboot. But what oh. do we have to do first, Paul? And now a dramatic reading from the Bagnum Boardcast. Convergence. What is the title of this book? I forgot already. (laughs) Reboot right in the convergence. (laughs) I just got rebooted. I did. It's. Oh. And now a dramatic reading from the Bacon (laughs) Broadcast. 
I can edit. No, you can't edit any of that out. No, especially, no. especially for what Chris is gonna read. I'm totally gonna edit all of it. No! I'm gonna sound so smart. <laughs> First time in my life. He's gonna edit it so it's him talking to Charles Soule about contract <laughs> negotiations. And then them talking about, have you seen Captain America Civil War? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about while we go fly fishing. <laughs> Man, Hickman, he's confusing, right? Yeah. Not as much as Grant Morrison. What's oh, his man. Deal? Me and Soleil would just hit it off, I'm sure. Of course, he'd be like, my name's Soul. <laughs> <I know. laughs> ah, <laughs> Okay. Throwback. Now, seriously. Week. Remember? <laughs> and yes. now, a dramatic reading from Bagna Board from Convergence, the Crime Syndicate, issue one, page 10, panel three. Never! And that was a dramatic reading from Convergence, the Crime Syndicate, book one, page ten, panel Standing three. in my kitchen in my underwear doing that, you're welcome. Uh, to get into our main topic, this is something that I brought to the table just because I was sitting there going... Batman's just died again in the latest uh, Batman issue, which I thought was a endgame. Endgame, which was a fitting end. Like it made sense, and I said, "Okay, if you were gonna do it, this is the way you do it." And then I thought, like, geez, it hasn't even been ten years since the last time Batman died. Has it even been five? Maybe. I didn't look those numbers up. Okay. Uh, and then I thought it's been the same for Captain America. Like, Steve Rogers may not be dead, but he's depowered, which two years ago happened in Ed Brubaker's run. Then he got powered back up. Uh, and right before that, he was killed. So it's in less than ten years. Steve Rogers has been killed, brought back. Um, depowered, repowered, and now depowered again. And these are big mainstream characters. Secret Wars going on, Convergence going on, another way for them to kind of rewrite their own history. And it's just like, I don't even care anymore about yeah. characters' deaths. I thought the Batman death was the best death I've seen while being a big comic book reader. This new one. The new one. In Endgame. In Endgame. Not the one seven years ago. Just looked it up. With the Omega Crisis. Yes. The Omega Sanction. Okay. Because it wasn't the Omega Beam, which actually kills you. It was the Omega Sanction. Sends you through the time. Sends you through time and makes you live lives that are even worse than the one that you were living, which sounds like an emo kid's nightmare or what dream. I'm not sure. Emo kids are weird. That was my thing about this is... We're talking about this, but they're not really deaths. Like, you don't see Batman and the Joker die. And you know they're going to be coming back. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and and same thing with what happened previously in Final Crisis with the Omega Sanction. That book starts off with Bruce Wayne in a cave drawing, the like, the tr- like the Trinity logos on the wall. Yeah, but it ends Grant- with it revealed that it is him doing it. Yeah, but Grant Morrison hated that. You know, he wrote the issue, and he's like, no, just let 
the story stand as it is, and he they made you know that panel come into the book later because they didn't because DC editorial didn't want people to actually think Batman was dead during a year that Batman the Dark Knight was coming out. And also, the rest of the DC universe treated it as if mm-hmm. Batman was dead. Because that was the whole thing, and that's why that panel being put in, Grant Morrison absolutely hated, but apparently DC, you know, above, way well above him, made that panel exist. And the but at, at, even if that's the case, you still then have the six-issue Return of Bruce Wayne miniseries where you see him living through the different lives. That was all planned from the beginning. Yeah, it was planned from the beginning, so, but And not... that was his, like, oh, like, it gives us the ability to play in whatever my brain wants to do sandbox. So but that was a fun series. It wasn't a death. Like, you, I feel like you can't go into it and treat it like it's devaluing what a character's death and rebirth is or could be, because right from the get-go now, it's being done with the, well, no, they're going to come back. I mean, you know, like, Jim Gordon's not going to be Batman for longer than, like, five issues. Mm-hmm. That's not a book that's going to sell. Batman's been consistently one of the top performing books for, over at DC Comics since mm-hmm. the uh, New 52 launch, like, three years ago. This, this is what's going to be costing them that top spot. But the, and DC's going to want that money. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, with comic books where they say there is never an act three the comic book quote-unquote death even if we're going to you know bring them back it's the act 2.5 it gives people a closure if they want it like you could walk after reading that end game or that you know even final crisis with the death of batman and then reading through uh dick grayson becoming batman and reading those books if you want it for your personal continuity to be the end of Bruce Wayne, Batman, it's there for you. It's that I know there is this, it's, it is your, you build your own fourth wall at that point as a comic book reader, and you have to, because otherwise continuity is going to drive you crazy. You build your own continuity in your own mind, and you, and you can walk away if you want. And I think comic book deaths serve that purpose of, the Act 2.5. This com- come on, we all agree that Scott Snyder's Batman run one top top three. It's, yeah, it's a oh, top yeah. three. It's the Batman best. Run. It's the best Batman. And, run, and in my opinion, if he's not able to end it the way he wants to, you but know, he's still right. We'll still want it. Yeah, and this is a great finale for him. But he's still he's gonna he's still writing it, and he's gonna write the return mm-hmm. of Batman. But right now, well, we he, can... he's only on like what another six issues, and then he's done on Batman. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you can now, you can lump this thing out. You know, you know, make a little biopsy of it. You know, in your comic book mind, and be like, you know, pull it out and be like, nope, here it is on the bookcase. That Batman run. It's got a beginning with year one, or whatever he calls it. Year one. Zero. Year zero. Zero year. Zero year, thank you. All the way to Endgame. And everything in between with Court of the Owls. and You got a great first through Act 2.5. And you know, you know, 
and there's that, no Act Three, but and that's on. one of the things that brought me to say let's talk about this is because this is one of those things where I read that last panel, I said, "Wow, what a great, what a great death, what a great thing." Put it down. A few days later, I go, I, I think it was even longer than I go. Like, hey, Batman's dead. Like it didn't even like sink in until mm-hmm. a couple days later. And I'm like. I didn't even real, you know, like I realized it, but it didn't even, it didn't mean anything. And that's what these things, like, don't mean anything anymore. Well, and even if you, I, I think you didn't just sit there and think like, oh, Batman said. I think you just realized, well, now Batman's off the table mm-hmm. because that's what a comic book death is now. You don't have that character appearing in the monthly comic book, so they can yeah. try something new and different, and then. A couple months later, I think it'd be like the startling return of Bruce Wayne. Like but, at no point did I feel any finality of what happened there. It, but you don't have is Batman dead in Detective? Is he dead? In- yeah, he's he's not in any of those books. All right, it's all it's all going to be Jim Gordon in the like the Bat Mech suit. They always talk about it in even when you go to conventions and you're talking about you know and creators are talking about comics. They talk about like a toy chest. What characters are in the toy chest that are locked away and which ones are out ready to play and which ones can I grab and play with? And that's, you know, that's fine. You know, I think every comic book reader now, maybe we're, we're so deep in it that we're, I'm kind of, I don't want to say, you know, uh, desensitized to it, but we understand that's what we have in this medium. And, as we know that, we're still reading characters in those books that don't know that. So the whole time that we know that Bruce Wayne is fighting through time, we're still reading Dick Grayson mm-hmm. trying to be Batman and, and enjoying that book and following those characters. Well, that for me, that was an interesting story. I want to see Nightwing step into the role of Batman. Like that's yeah. a logical progression for me. And you and you have Red Robin trying to find Bruce Wayne because he mm-hmm. doesn't believe he's dead. And like these are stories that mm-hmm. carry you on, going, okay, I know he's coming back, but I'm mm-hmm. living in a world where he's dead. And that's the same thing with Grayson coming back. Uh, it went on hiatus for a few months, is now coming back with a whole new status quo with. One, him showing up in that last issue where Batman passes away, mm-hmm. and that Grayson's book is going to be him coming back. So it's, yes, we know they're not dead, but it, we're reading a world where they are. Mm-hmm. But the th- thing for me is, yeah, I'll be reading Grayson. Batman, I don't really have an interest in now, though. If, like, they announced like a couple months ago that they're going to be doing Jim Gordon, agent of the bat. That's not a book that I add to my monthly pull list. And that's what they're kind of turning Batman into. But would you read Scott Snyder writing that? I, I would read the first issue of it. I don't see myself continuing to pick it up. I dropped off of uh witches after like two issues. Yeah. I didn't dislike it. It wasn't a like terrible book or anything, but it's just not something that I wanted to read. And I did the same thing with um, The Wake. Wake. But I stayed on with American Vampire, and I've been extremely happy with that. And with this Batman run, I've been 
more than happy with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's not to make this all about, like, Batman, but that's one of the key components of what brought this discussion to the table. And also, that's the freshest thing that brings us to the table with Endgame just wrapping. But also with Secret Wars, mm-hmm. that is, you know, book market, it ended yeah. the Marvel Universe. If you read uh, issue one, spoiler alert, for uh, Secret Wars, uh, what was it, two weeks ago or last week? Last week. Last week. Oh, yeah, last week. Weekly. Uh, the final panel for our page of Secret Wars is uh, Marvel Universe from 19... I don't forget, 60-something to 2015. Ultimate Universe from 2001 to 2015. And it's it seems like a finale point. It's We know that Marvel Universe is going to come back, and it's going to be... Marvel 616.1. But for now, you know, it's it's that Act 2.5. Well, I think that means it's time for Beer Review 2.5 then. Because what else do you guys have sitting around in the cellar there? This is the Imperial Stout from Founders. And this one is uh, not as old, but pretty darn old. Uh, John, where did you see the... It's, uh, it's right there. I can't read. I'm blind. You're, yeah, you're probably colorblind. You actually probably can't see it. <laughs> is it? Is it really? That... Uh, it is from January 7th, 2013. Okay, so only two years. Nice, deep written richness off this. This has still got a quite a bit of stout punch on the back end. This is a almost... This is 10.5%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imperial beer. What a way to end. We've reviewed it. On the mm-hmm. show, very coffee ground, very mellow, but big, bold flavors mm-hmm. still going on in this. Two years old, and you would think that some of that stuff would disappear. You still know that you're drinking a high mm-hmm. alcohol beer. Oh, this is high octane, man. This is I would put this in my car and it would run just fine. You could use it to fuel your sonic uh, <laughs> yeah. screwdriver to, to zap your beer. <laughs> You know, I just wish that was true. <laughs> Too bad I, you know, I don't know where I thought I read that it was, you know, using the ultrasonic <laughs> it, sound it, waves. You probably didn't read that. You probably read what it did, and then you thought like, oh, it'd be cooler if you could use sonic. <laughs> and then waves. I fell asleep and I dreamed, and I then thought, no, that no, was no, true. you were just like, they should use sonic waves, <laughs> and then you decided you wanted to tell everyone that it uses sonic waves. Yeah, that's how I that's how I roll when I read news stories. I I read the news and I'm like, you know what would be better news, and then I convince myself that is the news. Then I tell everyone about it. Mm -hmm. Um, enjoyable. You still get a a punch from that alcohol. It's still there. Um, deep dark roasted beer. You know, roasted taste to this beer. What's great about Breakfast Stout and Imperial Stout from Founders right now is that it's like a beer that you could just put in your basement and forget about that you had, and then come back like, well, guys, I gotta move out of my house. Who wants to help me uh, pack? Uh, I have beer. Little did they know, it's like from five years ago. Uh, Dust it off, <laughs> serve it to people, and they'd be like, wow, this is really good. And we, Wow, we, Paul really appreciates my help. We can... <laughs> We can uh, we can thank producer Scott for making us go down there and talk about uh, our beer cellar, where I noticed that we had these to drink, uh, even though he wasn't recording <laughs> while we were down there. So when this, well, I feel like I've kept constantly like pulled it out and like 
Well, we were saving these for some reason. <laughs> and putting them back. Yeah, and saving them for like, a couple years. I'm glad we get to drink them now. Yeah. John, uh, John, if there's another bottle, if you want to take home with you. No, these are the, the only two of those. Okay. We good. do have like five... Like year, maybe two year old, um, maybe three, maybe three year old old curmudgeon. So we should check the dates on Ooh. those. Uh, drink them next. Probably week. older than you think. Drink them next week because maybe we can do a uh, thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> which would be nice. Chris, my friend, my best friend. Hey, do you play basketball? I do not. Ah. But I did play volleyball a couple times over my life. Oh. Do you? Uh, do you get a third beer? Six um, foot seven inches is the average basketball player height, by the way. Really? Six seven. Yep. Wow. Average I'm, for the NBA. I'm average basketball player height. Yep. NBA uh, height. Well, I have technically two. I'm going to kind of sandwich them together because these were the two that I actually really enjoyed out of the sampler pack. Uh, the one I'm drinking currently is the Stellar Ale, which is an American IPA. Um, it's just an all-around good IPA. Nothing to stand out about it. Um, it's very drinkable. I would put it a little bit over the Nirvana IPA that we had on the show last week. Um, it's tasty. Not something good to drink, not something to seek out. Uh, but the one that I probably like the most from the sampler pack, and I'm getting up to actually check the name of it so I can have it exactly correct, is the Black Chai. And this is a black cream ale brewed with chai tea. Oh, this sounds really good. It is really good. Okay. Um, that's the one that makes buying the sampler pack worth it. Okay. Um, just to get it out of here, that's something that I'm going to savor. Mm. Um, the rest of the showings, they're decent. They're your uh, regular kind of sampler pack filler. But that black cream ale, that is the uh, the Sam Adams black and blue or black and brew. Okay. Of of the box, which they don't that's even the have anymore. It yeah. didn't even That's come the in, I, like, the you, past you two years to get. sampler. Okay, now rate it versus the Dogfish Head Shanti, um, which is their seasonal. And, the man, Shanti when that comes is, out, I'm buying a freaking case of it. I would it say I, I would it. put that above it just because it's a lot more of that nice chai sweetness. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a cream ale brewed with chai tea. Okay. It's really nice and toasty up front, but then you get those chai spices that kind of come in the back. But I love what that. I like about the Dogfish Head is it's just like drinking a nice chai. Mm-hmm. Like it's that spice, but still kind of refreshing. But I still really do enjoy just a good cream ale. Also, depends the cream ale. Like even even Jenny, you know, I I don't mind the Jenny cream I ale. Don't mind the, oh, we voted the best bad beer. <laughs> wow, that was like going back to the first year. Yeah. That, that episode might be available on iTunes somewhere. I don't know. I, I want to make it my goal someday to go through and do show notes for all the uh, old episodes you were from better before we had the new website, which is a bit of an undertaking. Cause you're I'm, setting yourself up for a fail. We're at number 260 right now, but I could probably do one a day. It would take you almost a year then. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been doing the show notes for the last, like, 30 episodes, so... Yeah. You know. And we don't have every episode up. Yeah, Some of those still just true. aren't available. So, I think the first one that we have up there now is like 70-something. Yeah, well, true fans have been listening to us that whole time, and they could email us this old... I, I, I think if you're still listening to this after two episodes, you're a true fan, and we thank you for that. Mm. <laughs> 
guys. But back to the comic book talk. Oh, actually, I want to mention this thing. Hot Pursuit, which I thought was the, uh, like, Need for Speed, like, uh, movie. Oh, yeah, that's not it. Not it at all. <laughs> not it. Is it doesn't have it's, Bateman in it? No, it's Reese, Reese Witherspoon. I almost called her Race Witherspoon because it's a... Uh, <laughs> oh, she should have changed her name to Race to promote the movie. Just to promote the movie. Reese Witherspoon and uh, the girl from Modern Family. Uh, Sophia Vergara? Yes, yeah. Sophia Vergara. Very Vigara, nice. Yeah, I don't... Yep. Uh, I, I need to watch that show. I've heard I would really like it. It's okay. Kate watches hard, it every It's hard once to catch while. up on old stuff when you're watching all those comic shows, though. Yeah, that's very true. It's not a bad show. It just doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does interest us is the comic book reboots and beer and any other way to get back. The last time comic we, books. We talked about comic books. 2.5. was the end of the Marvel Universe, 616, and, ulti- and the end of the Ultimate Universe. And how it and felt... I think Okay. Really, what they're going to be do- doing with Secret Wars is going to be kind of what they did over at DC with Infinite Crisis. We're really going to be taking this like big event mm-hmm. and then taking the aspects they like of the different universes and the characters that they like the best and kind of sandwiching them in together. So I think we're going to come out of this with actually having Captain America back. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean Sentry is going to punch a wall? So, or just the Captain America that is actually Steve Rogers mm-hmm. in whatever Battle City he's in on the map. I don't know, Paul. You looked at that last week. Oh, that we'll win. Sense. No, and this is and and this yeah. is one of the things that I started picking up. I picked up that Uncanny Avengers with mm-hmm. Rogue and those characters. And right after I picked up that new number one, and there's all these other new number ones coming out, they released these Secret Wars. They released that it was going to end the Marvel Universe. And I said, why do I even need to pick this up? None of this is going to matter. This is not anything that needs to be Mm -hmm. bought right now because it's not going to matter. And I think it was almost silly for them to try to start these things except for putting their own things into continuity but then they're doing this, so they don't need to bother to do that. Yeah. But the thing is, the comic books that I've been picking up from Marvel are the comic books that haven't quote-unquote mattered. Daredevil, She-Hulk, you know, it's the, even uh, Ant-Man. Like, the ones that yeah. are so playing off in their own realm, where maybe they mention the other stuff that's going on, but it's the fun Hawkeye. Hawkeye, it's the Punisher, life S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, the day in the life kind of like uh, we're superheroes, but you know that's what we do, but that's not who we quote unquote are kind of books, and that's what I enjoy about Marvel right now. So if I'm enjoying a book in a series, I no longer feel that that necessity of like oh, this book better quote unquote matter, and it's. That's also the point of like, of I can understand of us. with the uncanny X or uncanny yeah. Avengers, where it feels like it should be that big bombastic book, where it's that universe book. But also, I mean, we're not reading Marvel proper, mm-hmm. and Marvel proper is the the big things. We're re- we're reading all the weird side projects. That Howard the Duck, Howard Silver the Duck. Surfer, and we're not, you're not. 
focusing on those like those big things, but it's mm-hmm. strange that they you know, they do these things, they try to make these big pivotal things saying, you know, Captain America's dead, Falcon is this, Iron Man's moved to California, they've done mm-hmm. this. We're doing all these big things. Read these things. They're not going to matter in another month. Well, is it a chicken and egg scenario where, hey, creators, this we're going to just let you do whatever. You know, for the next four or five months, do what you want because uh, we're hitting the big old red uh, staples reset button. That was easy uh, on this whole thing. So free free realm. Just go ahead, go nuts, do whatever you want. It'll be fine because uh, just to let you know, we're hitting the button soon, so it's you, all going to be reset. But then it's like you're doing a great job on the series. Redo it, like boom. We're you know even Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. amazing job on Thor. Even a, yeah, as equally a great job with the female Thor. Yeah, Thor. Yeah, almost. Okay, I can't say which one I'm enjoying more. But, you know, it's it's there. It's neck yeah. and neck. So, boom, hit the big red button. Are they resetting the Malthor? We don't know. Well, from the issue of Secret Wars number two, I'll tell you, I did not see female Thor on that cover, and it's a group of just Thors on Secret War number two right now. So, up oh, note, there she is. Sorry, sorry. In the background. <laughs> but it's one of those things that you go... All right, they're doing this. I'm enjoying it, but does it matter? When they reset this world, are we still going to have female Thor? Are we mm-hmm. still going to have Jason Aaron telling this story? Well, is, that's why you got to read the is book. Is it going to be? But it's <laughs> read it, Secret War number two to gives, find out. It gives well, you the same point as with Chris mm-hmm. is saying. With hey, I can Jim cut, Gordon isn't going to be Batman for. I can cut. I can cut some stuff out. Yeah, I'm enjoying this, but I don't need to read this right now because. Mm-hmm. It might not matter anymore. But if I'm and enjoying... that's honestly why when I came to actually starting to trim down my books for the next couple months, I, I'm i dropping Amazing Spider-Man. I was finally getting into reading Spider-Man again after the Spider-Verse event. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep on reading Silk and Spider-Woman, though. Right. They're, they're existing in those, I don't want to say, like, pocket like universes, because it's all that one Marvel Universe, but yeah, that smaller corner where they're free to do what they want because it doesn't have to play into everything else that's happening. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's what's keeping me reading Ant Man because it's just a great fun book that's centered on him and his family. And when you heard that um, Young Justice, not Young Justice, what did he? What is what's Runaways? it called? Not Runaways. The other one, DC or Marvel? Uh, over at Marvel. Young Avengers? Young Avengers, thank you. Uh, was getting cancelled. That made you want to read it even more, right? Yeah. Like because that was gonna be it. Those were the last couple issues that were gonna come out and you knew that would probably be the last you'd see it for maybe a year, maybe two. But there's like what I don't know if it's true, but there's there's talk that Peter Parker's not even gonna be Spider Man. Well, yeah, because Miles Morales, but But here's the thing is Chris thing is like Chris as a reader you finally pulled me in to read Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Now my Spider-Man's up in the air. Like, yeah, it might still be good, but what I was enjoying of this book, is it going away? I don't know. It's a great jumping off point. It's not a... Yeah. Some of the stuff is not a jumping on point. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, when things are announced, different things here or there 
can be brought in to say, hey, I'll check out that first issue, but you can be leaving tons of things to the wayside because of this. Uh, the weird cabal of, like, Thanos, the Submariner, and those other ones. From the Jonathan Hickman run of Avengers and New Avengers? Yeah, you know, like, hey, that's an interesting thing. Do I want to read a book about that? No. no. You know, is that something that's going to be relevant in this new world? No, like, it almost feels like I didn't need to pick up these new number ones that were started right before this. You know? Well, kind of spinning out of Secret Wars, though. I'm looking forward to some of the number ones that are coming out from that, though. Like the X-Men 92, where it's actually the yeah. Jim, Lee, uh, Jim Lee era team. Oh, I thought it was that, the that, cartoon version of them. I thought it was the like like Fox, you know, uh, Saturday morning cartoon version. It's like the same version, except like they had a character named Morph. That oh. was only there for yeah, like I mean, four that episodes. Was definitely based off that. But no, I mean, he's the spy. He's the spy. Like that's a book I'm looking forward to because that's no matter how much I've come and gone from X Men over the years, that was my X Men. That's what made me an X Men. That's your so home. It'll be, it'll be fun going back to that for a little bit. I, uh, they're coming out with the one, Runaways book. Of course I'm going to buy that, because it's Runaways. I apologize but, for everybody that didn't watch the X-Men cartoons and have now been spoiled to know that Morph was a spy. <laughs> I've, no, I seriously feel bad. Hey, it's almost a great, hey, it's it's great reveal. We're, we're talking it's been about, out like, for almost 20 for, years. Like, comic books and movies <laughs> that have come out within the past, like, two weeks. Sorry about this cartoon show that was on in 1994, guys. Yeah, but that was... That was my lunch break every single day since in fourth fourth or sixth grade was talking about that show. Yeah, but over twenty years ago, like, Paul proves my point. Like I like the stuff that exists in those little pockets a little bit more mm -hmm. than the big earth shattering like comic book events. Mm -hmm. And that's my, that's my point is: would we get these little pockets if? that reset button wasn't about to be hit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't be well, getting I, convergence. I think we still would. I mean, look at a book like Hawkeye yeah. or Daredevil that has been existing on its own, standalone. And Daredevil was going to go digital only. And it's doing so well, but it's because it's so different. It might not sell the same amount as, you know, Amazing Spider-Man or X-Men, but when people look at their shelves and they're like collecting those trades, what's going to be sitting up there? It's going to be that Hawkeye because it's going to be timeless. Mm -hmm. It's going to be that Daredevil because it's perennial. Yes, evergreen. And it, and it is. Evergreen. Perennial is the one that... No, no. Perennial is through the years. Annuals okay. you plant every year and then perennials per going through 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 I'm years. not a botanist, so I don't know. It's okay. But it's like, I, I go back and I reread Hawkeye every year on my birthday. Wow. Uh, and every time I read it, and it's only, it's, only been, it's only been two years that I've done this, and it keeps expanding. But every time I read it, I go, this is like one of the best series I've ever read. Like, I, it, that reminds me, i got to read through Starman again. <laughs> But it, it really is, like, reading it, like, you ask me, is Hawkeye my favorite character? No. Is Matt Fraction my favorite writer? No. But is their Hawkeye, that Hawkeye series, mm -hmm. my favorite series? 
I actually have to say I think so. I If you said you can only read one series ever, this is the only series, I know you would be Starman. Well, I just said it. But I just what? looked over and like, oh, it's six <laughs> Omnibuy. You do have six <laughs> items. It is so long. You but, have like 12 trades. <laughs> but that story with, so good. with um, Hawkeye is just probably the best. I would pick it over Saga. I would take it over Six Gun. I think I would take it over almost any wow, other. Wow, over Six Gun. Over almost any other book I as I can think. Six Gun's still going on. And Six Gun's still going on. If you were never able to read the end of Six Gun, you would be able to walk away from it and just read Hawkeye again. I've been reading. <laughs> I've been reading the new all new Hawkeye versus the finale of <laughs> Hawkeye. But yeah, like I. The beginning of that series, the bulk of the series, the middle of the series, up until this last mm-hmm. year, the series has been great and coming out regularly. Even when they were split and every other month was, mm-hmm. you know, um, Kate Bishop and the other, yeah. you know, the other one being Which Clint. I actually, I really like that kind mm-hmm. of staggered. Yeah, really. It, it fit with the book and the tone, but everything about that book, for some reason, just hits me just mm-hmm. right. And that... With a character dying at the very end, still, it gives you an end point, but you're still reading the all-new Hawkeye, so where he isn't dead, but isn't but, Yeah, but we don't know if undead. he's dead. We haven't gotten the finale. We don't know. <laughs> Obviously not, right? Because he's teaming up with Kate. Uh, that's but that's my Matt point. Fra- There's a tweet from Matt Fraction that's like, guys, I don't know what's happening. Like We turned this in months ago. I, I don't know what's going on, why it hasn't come out yet. And then uh, editor like Tom Brevoort put up like a tweet, too, saying, because like, someone asked him, like, why is Hawkeye so late? And he said, well, we delay it a week every time someone asks, why is Hawkeye late? It's <laughs> a dicky thing. That's well, just from, editorial joking. But. Yeah, but Tom Brevoort would be able to pull off that line without it sounding like a dick, because he's... yeah yeah. He's he's, like, he's one. He's like a big cuddly Ewok. He and he's such a comic book nerd. Yeah. He loves this stuff. My favorite thing is when you like when you're at a comic convention and somebody asks about like a character why the husband is like, I don't know. I fucking love that character. Mm-hmm. I love him. I don't know why we're doing it. I I would put him in every book I could, mm-hmm. but I can't. It's not. I, I always like the moments where someone would try to stump him with some little known, like little tidbit. <laughs> Can you? Like, well, tell- well, are you talking about this version of the character or the one from this run where they said and did this, and then the guy would just like sit down, slumped over, like I withdraw the question. Mm-hmm. The only ones that you can stump Tom Brevoort on are the what if issues, and sometimes some of the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of the newer stuff you can get them on. Uh, but then my, my point was that. Do you really need that finale, though? Like, you're already moved on to the new Hawkeye issues. I've moved on only because it still has... That heart? It still has some heart. It's still a good story with that character. It's still keeping in the same vein. Mm -hmm. But no, yes, I would love the where Matt Fraction wanted to go with that character. I'd love to see that. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Scott Snyder. That run needed that end point mm-hmm. and yeah that punctuation maybe that. maybe you don't continue on with jim gordon batman 
But at the same time, Mecha I, Bat. I still have I'm not gonna call some, him Batman. some type it, of... It's Batmech. Some type of faith in what Snyder was going to do with that character. Only because what I, I have... I have faith in it. It's just going to be depressing that the final issue of his run is going to end with Bruce Wayne coming back. Or that first issue of whoever takes it over, it's going to be Bruce Wayne coming back. Right. It, it's going to just completely undercut everything that is going to happen with Gordon, which kind of makes everything happening with Gordon... It, it's no, like no, tears it, and rain, I it's guess. It's a great tie-in because you're a great loop because scott snyder started with making jim gordon a villain on detective detective comics before the new 52 started right beforehand he reintroduced into the dc universe the character jim gordon from batman year one you know and uh jim gordon jr so it's kind of kind of I am worried that I might need to keep on reading Batman, though, because he did say, like, in an interview or at, like, some comic panel or on Twitter, I don't remember where, that they do have immediate plans for Cassandra Kane. So hmm. that makes me feel like she will be popping up soon. And I, and I miss me some Cassie Kane back. Or... It's one of these things, when you have such crazy comic book-ness and characters all over the place... Eventually, you do have to streamline. You do have to condense down. And I, I do really think there's a lot of pressure on these companies, especially over DC with the Warner Brothers and their realignment and with Warner Brothers becoming, having a DC, what, what is it called? DC Entertainment, right? When that was created and suddenly... Marvel did the same thing. Mm-hmm. When they got bought by Disney. We all, you know, I think we all kind of felt it coming where you need to make these guys ready for prime time because now they're ips oh crap talking about prime time we didn't talk about this uh muppets pup uh, picked up for a full series too yeah they did Sorry. forget about that, that just reminded me you were very excited about that i was i don't know how i forgot about that when we were doing the uh pre-show uh preparations it's the muppets man ip intellectual property characters and stories have become such a valuable resource for companies you know look avengers 2 is on pace to be the second top grossing movie of all time again you know yeah, we didn't talk about those avengers. numbers what is it like 700 million dollars worldwide yes <laughs> so uh it's it's on a roll and these things make money they're big business it's basically a we we come full circle from when comic books were the like oh we need to get these ideas out there and hopefully one day they'll be in the newspaper comic book strip and then that's when we'll make the money with these characters now it's comic books uh, you know maybe they'll do okay and maybe but someday they'll be in the movie and we get the crappy cowboys versus aliens movies and stuff like that but then we have these big monsters of companies, Warner Brothers and Disney, just, you know, having these farmhouses of, you know, the little greenhouses for these comic book characters to see how they can tweak them and get them just right and ready for the well, movies the same, and TV. In the same sense, like, Chris 
kind of nailed it on the head of what's going on with a lot of the stuff with, yeah, Batman died, there's going to be Gordon, but that's only for mm-hmm. X amount of issues, and then a new writer comes on, and Batman's back. Mm-hmm. And why do well, I need a- to read those five, six issues? Like, yeah, they might be a great story, they might be interesting, but it's six issues. It's another trade that mm-hmm. I could pick up if I hear anything good about it, but Batman's dead. Why not wait till Batman comes back with, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so on the book? I would just hate to be that writer that's, like, handed Batman. It's like your dream job, and they're like, oh, and by the way, it's Jim Gordon wearing a robot suit. Yeah. But Alfred has one hand. Go. Yeah, but you still <laughs> jump at the chance to write it because it's still Batman title. It's like a relief pitcher. You know, I don't care who you are, but if you're called up from the minor leagues and you're going to start and you're going to be the starting pitcher for the Yankees or Red Sox or whoever, you're going to be like, yeah, I don't. Who are we playing? All right, I'm gonna, I don't care. I'm going to throw this out to you guys because we've talked a lot about Batman. But who do you want to pick up? Batman, and who do you think is going to be on Batman? Okay. Well, who do you is... want to follow Snyder, and who do you think is actually going... Like, No, they're just going to get... You're getting some slub to follow up Snyder, and then you're going to get that. Right. Nobody's taking... Nobody's following this Jerry Seinfeld up on stage. Yeah. You know, after he's gone up. Anybody who's anybody's going to be like, no, I'm not following that up. Have some other buddy. <laughs> Have some no-name Jimmy Fallon go up there after Seinfeld. Because I ain't, I ain't going there. All right. But I'm saying... Like, you mean after that? Like after the dust settles? Who you, after Who would you... Okay. You just had this an amazing run. Who's another writer that you would go, okay, I'm along for that ride of this character, of this writer writing this character? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to pull it out. And it's going to be, got, honestly, you guys, like, when I'm like, oh, guys, Detective Comics, Scott Snyder, it's great. You're like, well, we're reading Batman, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You've been, it you was, have been on the Snyder train long before And I we jumped were. off of it because I haven't been reading it because I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, you Because are. I just don't have time <laughs> to do it. Because it's all there for yeah, you I know, to read. it's there. It's all there. It's all great. It's, but Scott Snyder was not a name we knew of beforehand and i think it's going to be that kind of person that just comes out of nowhere and does it again you know it's it's going to have to be it's going to be that character it's going to be the justice league book for a while where it's yeah we've put on a big name but it's not that great and then suddenly there's this person that comes out of nowhere that's really hungry that has a great idea for it and just takes it it's some just puts that little mustard on it puts that little twist puts that little skank on it and gets it. He's putting a lot of stuff on it. <laughs> it's covered in stuff. It's, it's covered in mustard. Yeah, but stink. that's <laughs> that's what happened with Scott Snyder's book. It's like, no, we they, we never thought about it like that. Like, ooh, yes, that is exactly how it. Is. Yes, that makes complete. Yes, that works. You know, and it's. I think it's going to be that writer. It's going to be somebody from the indie scene that we just we're just steamrolled by. I, I really can't pick anyone that I think is going to or anyone that I want because I I really don't know what I want from Batman mm-hmm. anymore. 
because Scott Snyder has given me the Batman that I never knew I wanted. He gave us a horror book, Batman. Uh, and it's going to depend on like how long they decide to keep around the Gordon Batman, because at that point, you really can't put the wrong person on it, because you don't know what that book could be or where you could go with it. You know what? I'm thinking about it. I want a Bat Family book again. He took, you know, Scott Snyder did the teardown of the Bat Family. Batman has been Bruce Wayne kind of on his own and calling in favors every once in a while. Batman Eternals has been that that Bat Family book apparently, but I yeah, kind of want. I was going to say as soon as you said that, I was like, well, you have a year's worth of comic books to catch up I on, then, Paul. But you know, having that Batman as the father figure. But not with Damien, but with the other Bat family, you know, with the Bat family, I think would be good. With well, Grayson coming was, back and it, not be Grayson, but Nightwing. And it wasn't um, like it was a Bat family book. Mm-hmm. Looking at, um, but it was dispersed. It wasn't like Batman yeah, was he, interacting he, with everybody. He wasn't looking over anyone. He was on mm-hmm. his own thing. But yeah. you had all the the rest of the family coming mm-hmm. together. Um, but I was like, <laughs> I think you're gonna get the follow-up writer to this Batman series. You're gonna get like James Tinian the third, yeah, or even I, um, well, we've seen on um, Gates see, of Gotham and 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 uh, no, that, that would make sense. I mean, it makes James sense. Tinian, James Fox. I don't want to see him. I, I was there. gonna say uh, Fox would be one of mm-hmm. the other choices for it because they, I, I like they are Scott Snyder's boy, especially. Mm-hmm. James Tinney and the third. Yeah. Those two are, you know, they're the best. If you follow them, like, on Instagram, um, uh, James Tinian like, had a picture of him in a go-kart with one of Scott Snyder's kids and was, like, hanging out with the Snyder boys. Like, if anyone's going to follow that up, it's going to be James Tinian or it's going to be Fox. Um, but, uh... Like Charles Soule would be somebody who I think we could do a good job on that. And uh, Chris, who was writing? Who's writing Spider Man that uh, that made you with the? Um, well, that was still all by Dan Slott. Dan, uh, thank you. I couldn't think of his name. Dan Slott is also someone who I think could have big overarching stories with this character. They might not be the same kind of horrorish. No, it'd be lighter and more. Dan Slott, I always think, is a humor kind of book guy, even though he does the big Doc Ock spider. Which yeah. Is, but no, yeah, that's I, still kind of funny. But I think, like, those... Kind of wacky. Those bigger names from Marvel <laughs> would be somebody who I'd say, like, all right, I see a name like that on that Batman book. I know I'm not getting Snyder's book. I, You know you're getting a different writer's take on Batman, <laughs> And that's somebody who I'd, I I want to see a name that I go, okay, different. that's going to be a different Batman. Because you want a different Batman. Can you do Batman in the vein of Batgirl, what they're doing right now with Batgirl, no. and also no. Batman I, in the same vein as Gotham Academy? You know, there's, I don't that, think you can. There's no. There aren't work there. You, you, no, not on the... the Scott Snyder made Batman mm-hmm. the Batman title. You can have... Batman and Robin, that book where it's more of 
I'm really depressed about my son dying. I'm going to go to the moon and Well, fight. Batman and Robin was the Batman book for a long time with Grant Morrison. Yeah, exactly. For two it, years. And it's, you know, I'd have to say it, it switches around that major appeal. But, I mean, Detective Comics is a book we haven't been following. Mm-hmm. But it, from some of the stuff I've seen, it's a new take on kind of that Batman kind of book. Mm-hmm. And you got Francis Manipold on art on that book, and it looks looks really nice. It's made me want to think about picking it up, but I haven't. So because you're still reading Batman. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's no point. Um, but no, it's it's tough. To, you need somebody to a writer with a name that you go, okay, I'm getting this mm-hmm. type of Batman. Yeah, the pendulum swing. The thing with Batman, it has such a huge swing of pendulum. Where it, where he can go anywhere on that scale, on that uh, on that uh, arc, you know, you got Batman sixty six, where it's just camp for camp's sake, and then you got the dark, you know, uh, Frank Miller, you know, way over on the other end, and then you know you got everything in between from Snyder to uh, what's the artist that was Dan uh, Tony Daniel Tony, Tony Daniel, you know, you got. You know, him being superhero and Grant Morrison fighting, you know, fifth dimension creatures and And that's the thing is you're following, you can go anywhere you're following you know, Grant Morrison, uh, Tony Daniels, mm-hmm. and then Scott Snyder. But like Grant Morrison and Tony and uh, Scott Snyder are like those big names that you are following on this book. Right. Tony Daniels in, came in between. Yeah. You know, Battle for the Cowl one. I'm honestly okay with not buying Batman for a couple months because I'm yeah. looking forward to buying a bunch of other stuff like the uh, like the Damien book that's coming out and Black Canary mm-hmm. uh, We Are Robins the uh, I don't know what they're actually calling it but there's the Starfire book then they have the Jason Todd Arsenal book like coming out of Convergence there's a bunch of stuff from DC that I'm actually really intrigued by and yeah. Looking forward to checking out. And it's yeah, and after that, it's it's one of those things out of convergence that it's we're buying all those new number ones again, and we're gonna talk yeah. about all of them. Wait, we are. Yep, Paul. Is you, it? You're gonna have we, to buy some books. Are yeah. we doing another draft? I don't. I don't think we need to do a draft oh. because I kind of already know what books that I'll be picking up. But listeners, because there's some that honestly I have no interest in even reading. What what if the listeners said we had to do a draft? Well, what if the listeners went to iTunes and rated and reviewed us and said we in, want a draft? And in, in their review, they just said we want a draft. Yeah, if they did well, that, we would do a draft, right, guys? In that case, we'd be we'd be beholden to them. Okay, listeners and listeners, there's one thing that we want that I want you to do. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of time for this, though. Just so you no. know, Paul, these, these books are coming out like in two months. Yeah. They need to go to iTunes right now and write a five-star rating and write, we want a draft. Anywhere that's be- all you need to do. Anywhere between four and five. Yeah, anywhere. In four and five. five. Anywhere between four and five. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, or just even let people know you're uh, listening to us. Like, tweet out the show notes, like the uh, post, share it when we put them up on the mm-hmm. Facebook. Just let people know that... You are listening to and appreciate the Bag Boardcast. That's that and if you're listening to us over on Stitcher, they have a share button, and you can share that you're listening to our episodes over it. Yeah, and also on our Facebook our Facebook page, we're going to put a new uh, picture up 
very soon uh, for the community c- capture contest where uh, we're going to look for you, our listeners, to uh, leave a comment on that picture uh, and we will read the our favorite one on the end of the month show. Did we get any of those in? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not from last time. But that's good, because I hated that picture. I wanted <laughs> hey, that, that picture deleted. Golden. Hey, Paul, guess what's not my profile picture right now? I know. I'm very happy about that. And uh, we're going to put up a new picture on Facebook for you to caption very soon. But make sure you're checking us out over at beggingboard.com, too, where you can see the show notes for this episode and a whole bunch of past episodes where you can find out our picks for the list and see that dramatic reading panel that we bring to life oh so eloquently. And some and great also- articles. Also, some great articles within the past month, too. Uh, I'm really proud of everything that we've had uh, contributed to the site, and look forward to more of that stuff coming soon, too. Yeah, our contributors probably deserve to be on this show more than I do. (laughs) (laughs) No, Paul, you you fiddle with buttons, and you edit, and you hit a button, and it shows online for everybody? You do that. I don't know how to do that. buttons. Well... There, you give us you crazy guys, uh, voice. Contributing some stuff too, though, with the uh, upcoming series of bagging board bites too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that counts for something content-wise. Yeah, look for our review of uh, Splendor, Splendor, the board game, coming up very soon. Yeah, by very soon we mean like in a week or two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're trying. We're trying to bring you good content. We're not trying to just wing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't want to just throw content at the wall and have it just be crap. Exactly. It's all gold. And that's why we had a long discussion about it this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day to everybody that's Oh, mom. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's Mother's Day. Oh, gosh. I, wish- I didn't forget. I just forgot for show purposes. I wish my mom wouldn't post on the Bagram board. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a good response to that. <sighs> was it not good? Which, I didn't see that upset? you did that. I just saw my mother and I was like, oh, God. Why do you do this to me? You're already all over my regular Facebook. Now you're on my bagging board. Just unfriend. You don't even. You haven't rated and reviewed us, mother. Why are you on my podcast Facebook page? Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs>